Yeah, I like this. I I had not reread the introduction until today, and in in quite some time. And um, the um, but you know that statement there says it was only a few de- decades ago that scientists, including those who trained me, considered the brain to be a fixed and hardwired in- uh, machine that the damaged brain was incurable. Uh, uh, they believe brain damage was hopeless and untreatable. Uh, what you were saying there, Ural, uh, uh, with Dr. Joe. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely surprising what your brain can do. Yeah. So uh, um, that thing there about OCD, I've got a friend of mine that, that battles OCD issues and I've been recommending this book and, and the app to him for a while um, might need to just go ahead and push it on him a little bit more I was going to say just start sending him little, little passages yeah. paragraphs here and there from the book yeah yeah. I've, I've seen him a couple but I'm going to send him maybe this <laughs> I might see I might you know, see if I do a cut and paste on this whole, sure. the whole first two pages. I mean, he's uh, extremely, biblically, uh, uh, way far advanced from me. So, um, this whole thing about the. The, the the presiding view of the brain and that she was teach she was trained to teach people's people patients compensation not restoration D- Dane, that really hit me right there i mean that hit me i just stopped because of like you're throwing out decades of medical wisdom right there yeah Yeah. We are not victims of our biology or circumstances. As we think, we change <clears throat> the physical nature of our brain. New thought networks grow. We increase our intelligence and bring healing to our brains, minds, and physical bodies. This is some stuff I've got underlined in here. Well, Dan, just below that, that passage from Romans 12, too. Mm-hmm. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That could be the price. That's worth the price of the book is bought. Yeah, that, yeah it that really, really is. gets you there. I mean, you know, yeah, I'll give you an example of what I mean, what she says, and I might I don't think it's here, but it's in one of the subsequent books. Um she talks about that as you work through building new neural pathways and, and you do it just simply by, you know, right now, once you go through a 21 day cycle, you do two more 21 day cycles uh, for a total of 63. And you're just, um, you're gathering your thoughts around a particular subject 
typically a toxic thought that you want to change a toxic thought. Mm -hmm. you, you, uh, uh, you gather your thoughts about it. You reflect on it. You look back at some previous day's notes that you journaled to yourself. You write new notes mm -hmm. to it. And she has a way, certain way that you write it and what she calls, I mean, it's kind of like a mind map, if you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, uh, and then you analyze, step four is you analyze what you've written to recognize it. And then step five is that you set up a reminder, uh, ideally uh, uh, five times during the day, you have a positive thought about that toxic thought. You, you know, something, you know, that's of course not, you're not positive, you're not positive about the toxic thought, but it's something uh, uh, that uh, like if you're positive, if, if your toxic thought is fear, then your, um, your positive thought is uh, I cast all my anxieties onto the Lord. That might be your, uh, mm. and you just do that and she mm. and she says that you know, over time you create a habit on how what you do with when that thought comes up I mean that thought the, that information is always in your subconscious mm. and <clears throat> and other things will happen also I have been I have bitten my fingernails as long as I can remember. As a kid, I, I, my mother used to try to get me to do them. As an adult, <clears throat> my wife, my son even, his dad, it really bothers me. And so for years, I tried to, I've done every trick you can think of to stop biting fingernails. And four years ago, three years ago, it was, it was actually 19, I was going through a 21-day cycle of uh in working on a particular thought had nothing with my fingernails and i looked up one day and i needed to cut my fingernails i couldn't even i had to go to my wife's um side of the bathroom to find some fingernail clippers i i literally it's, it's uh uh um I, and i i just stopped biting my fingernails and That's awesome. i attribute and I attribute it to um, what I've learned here, working through this. But anyway, I got way off track. Sorry, guys. I have a question for the group quickly. Um, how many of you journal? I have never been successful. Every day. Every day. I struggle so hard to, to journal. I, I have like seven of them sitting in my desk. <laughs> I intend to. I try. I get like one day going, two days, three Day four, I kind of fall off track, and then before you know it, it's just collecting dust again. Yeah, Tom, did you read my Substack? Yes, you should have a Substack about journaling. Okay, for me, and uh, I sent out a couple of weeks ago. So just look for that, uh, you know, back in your email. And um, um, uh, but anyway, go ahead. Do you journal, Tom? I don't. I'm going to try to go back and use the method I, I used uh, when I. This is my tenth year of restarting an individual practice. It's amazing how fast it's gone. But anyway, 
about the second month since I had, when I relaunched, I had no clients, so I had nothing to do. I would block a morning, usually a Friday, one hour. I had nothing in front of me but a pad of paper and a pen. No computer, no phone, nothing. And I waited a journal. The first time I did it, nothing went on the paper for 45 minutes. And it was ugly. I mean, I didn't even know where to start. So yeah. I did a little bit there, and I think I want to try it again. Not that I need an hour, but I think part of it is your, your, your framework. It's like I've always been in a business where, you know, it's like, uh, okay, let's just stop thinking about it and go do it. Let's go yeah. knock it out. But I think yeah. there's some credence to, you know, again, like the, you know, measure twice, cut once. I mean, it's all we're talking about. So, you know, just it's, you know, put it in front of you, cause you to have to like live with that. Let Maybe me give you some. Avoid it, you okay. Know? okay. Can I give you some advice? I'll take and, 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 and I, I, I teach in a class, and I, again, I haven't been doing this for a while, uh, yeah. but I haven't done it in a while. Uh, teach a class called Creative Journaling. And, okay. uh, and it, it's really just a 45 minute talk. Okay. Uh, but it gives some people, it gives a framework. Mm -hmm. One is Google journaling prompts. And it's just a list of questions. And just, and the main thing is to get your, you know, our, our brain is made in, in, mm -hmm. in three parts. We've got our consciousness, we've got our subconscious, and our unconscious. And the subconscious is, you get those thoughts that are moving around, you yeah. think of something, it goes away, and you think of something, mm -hmm. that's your subconscious. Right. Then your unconscious, like you're trying to remember this guy's name, so, yeah, it, 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 it'll come out of your subconscious. Right. Well, when you journal, to start off with, my recommendation is set aside five minutes. Okay. Okay. And don't try to write complete sentences. Right. right. Whatever you think about, <clears throat> and you, you can't go more than uh, uh, Dr. Leaf here says three seconds without thinking. I don't know okay. I can go three seconds without thinking of something. And whatever you think about, you, you you write that word or series of words. And as you're starting to write what you just thought about, you think about <laughs> when you think about something else, go ahead and start writing that. Okay, don't try to write a stuff that you're going to go back and try to read and figure out. That's a diary. And, 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 and you're not trying to do a diary. You're trying to um uh you, you you're trying to do a brain dump and yeah. uh so just it, it, uh, it, and i could go on about the next okay that's, the first that's, that's good i appreciate the feedback dale, yeah. I, I, next time you see dale miller ask him about it and uh he okay. started journaling he took uh, my class a few uh, a few years ago and and um uh, uh and, and you'll find that you want to find certain types of you like certain types of paper better than other types of paper yeah. to write on certain types of pens. Uh, uh, I've had a guy sent me a picture about two weeks ago. He said, Danny, I found me a new pen. And uh, uh, he said, I love journaling with this pen. OK, appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. You bet. Yeah, I, I try to journal for for at least five minutes every morning. I typically do. And sometimes it goes into, you know, a page, two or three pages. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so, um, sorry, guys, off on another subject there, but. Um, <laughs>
this a book like this brings up uh, some really, really good stuff. Michael, what do you like best about this? I'm sorry, Ural, you're going to say something? No, I'm good. Yeah. What I what I what I enjoy for it again is is all the biblical references and how it points out a lot of things that are that are in there. I've read the Bible and I don't remember some mm. of the things where it's talking about your mind and and referencing that and it just shows how again your day your day to day life and, and just it, it's 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 just weird how it's all written in there. <laughs> yeah. We just think about the fact that when she says here on page 20, as we think, we change the physical nature of our mind. But mm -hmm. yet, over 90% of what we think every day is repetitive. Yeah. So we're 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 building that neural pathway into a deeper and deeper and deeper rut. And if we don't like what we the way we're thinking, we don't like things that we're doing until we do something different. We're just going to keep digging more ruts. Rob Miso, so used to, to Rob Miso used to tell us that we do what we want, not what we have to do. Yeah. A lot of that's how our mind works. Like if yeah. it's something that we enjoy doing, <clears throat> we'll knock that out first and then put the other one on the back burner. And then that causes inefficiencies and lack of production as well. Yeah, he and I just hung a phone um hour and a half ago. He's in DC. Mm. Uh, he's got uh, eight meetings the next uh, three days with um, either congressmen or congressman's staff mm -hmm. and working through and, uh, you know, trying to, he's trying to get his mind right. About, and it was this Danny? You know, about that. What's that? Who was that you're referring to? Uh, uh, Rob, Miso. Rob Miso, which okay. is yeah. Mike's old boss. And, um, yeah. Well, and you know, right. what I find interesting about this is that it, you know, also professionally, because when I relaunched this thing 10 years ago, it took me some time to go from the, the mindset, if you will, of compliance. Okay. Compliance, compliance, compliance. Okay. That's doing the stuff you have to do. Because you know what? I was comfortable. Because mm -hmm. people had to do it. You probably get that in your own job. Yeah. And then when it's, when it's switched to my thinking doesn't even go there, it goes to planning. Even the the nature of the conversation that I had with with prospects or clients and what went through my mind was totally there. But it took some time to say you can turn loose the compliance. You, you got that. It'll happen. But without the planning, you're not going to mm -hmm. change a lot. You know, the, the the compliance is like you're recording history. And that's the knock on accountants. And it's a legit, it's a legitimate knock. But people that do the planning are in need and guess what it's a lot more fun to do yeah it's a lot more helpful but it is easy to slip down that slope and go <clears throat> i'll just fill out the tax form because they want to be but they're not thinking about the planning so when i you know, go back to that mindset so you know that's just an example of something i think where you can definitely change how your mind works and in your own business think about that too because <clears throat> your your business really wants thought leaders while you're getting stuff done. But they don't want to admit it because they got to get stuff done. So, I mean, think about that because, you know, I, businesses don't have enough of those, you know, real thought leaders. Yeah, and 
and somebody I'm working with just a little bit right now, they've got, they're inside of an organization. They have a company owner that is extremely intelligent hmm. and is, I mean, extremely intelligent and they develop products that they're putting to market, but he's not growing with his company. And he's doing some things that are okay when you're a 10 person, but they're up to about 120 now. And uh, anyway, but he's stuck in that old mindset. And uh, he's got a couple of good, as you just call it, thought leaders working yeah. for him. And yeah. but he won't, but he won't listen to them. So, yeah. um, as she goes through here, and she starts talking to me, she's got those uh, pictures there, uh, you know, of a of a healthy memory and a toxic memory. And is she said it is with our phenomenal minds that we understand the truth set down in our spirits. It's with our minds that we wire these truths into the brain, which is part of the body. It's with our minds that we choose to develop the spiritual part of who we are and therefore put away all filthiness, rampant, rampant wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is to be able to save our souls. And she goes on and she lists this. And uh, uh, I mean, if, what is it that we're, we're, um, we're intellectual beings in a physical body with a spiritual, I lost it. Uh, I thought I had it, uh, uh, but it's mind, body, and spirit. And that's what mm -hmm. she's dealing with here. And, and she backs it all up with science. Everything she says throughout this, she's backing it up with science. Um, the, one of her books, I'm trying to remember, no, this book, you know, um, uh, I mean, look at the recommended reading list. It's just, it's ridiculous. At the end of the book, there's, you know, eight page, 10, 12 pages of recommended reading. And then also she's got numerous footnotes. Uh, she's got one, two, three, mm -hmm. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. She got at least 10 pages of footnotes to back up everything that she has to say here. She gives that list on page 23. And then she goes on and says, science is hovering on the precipice as we recognize the responsibility and impact of our thinking and resultant choices we make, which have ramifications right down to the ways in which the genes of, uh, of our bodies express themselves. On page 24, that the brain is plastic and can be changed moment by moment by how we direct our thinking. In other words, the choices we make is a top idea on the bestsellers list and, it's actu and it actually is the key to switching our brain. Add this to the fact that every morning when you wake up, new baby nerve cells have been born while you were sleeping that are there at your disposal to use in tearing down toxic thoughts and rebuilding healthy thoughts. The birth of these new baby nerve cells is called 
neurogenesis, which brings to mind the Lord's mercies are new every morning. Deep stuff, huh? Yeah. Daniel, I, I guess you're in the, are you in the Kindle version? Uh, I can be, but no, no, no. Page. I'm just saying <clears throat> my page number seems to be running like yours on page 25. <clears throat> she has a list of things. And at the bottom, it says you are wired for love and fear is learned. You have the mind of Christ. You are made from God's image. Okay. Now, if she can, I mean, she's taking that and then backing it with science. Man, that's that's strong. That, yeah, that's, is. that's strong. Yeah, it, it it really, really is. And um guys, let me just say this. This book is a it book can be a game changer. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. agree. Yeah, I learned this stuff called uh, from an empowerment. It's it's about mindset and awareness and everything. I, I learned it, and um, I, I started learning it in fifteen, and then through sixteen, a little bit in seventeen, and then I started. I found this book. Make sure, yeah, in 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 twenty seventeen. I don't have the date written in here but it's partly why i quit teaching some of the empowerment it's called empowerment mentoring because i started rewriting those lessons hmm. and with some of this with more of this in mind some of that was in there but not just right so i, I, I and and i have rewritten it but it's we have the choice. I mean, our brain, when you get our age, Tom, when you get the Earl and Mike, when you get my age and Tom's age, um, you can, if you put one of those skull caps with wires on it, <laughs> the typical, as a person ages, the part of our brain that thinks logically is naturally more active. The part of our brain that is creative is naturally less active. That's not genetic, but it's just a natural progression. It's not genetic like wrinkles and and uh, you know gray hair, losing hair, you know things like that. You can you can change it through a process, including just asking questions. Now, the part of our brain that prays that we pray from, especially big, holy, audacious prayers comes from our creative logical. I mean, how many people do you know, as they get older, they become more and more cynical and more and more negative. I, I met a couple of them, Danny. Yeah. And uh, I, 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 I resemble that remark some days. And, yep. and, and that's because that, that uh, we're that logic would become more logical. As we get older, mm. the more logical we come, we, we're, we're balancing everything over what we know, not what we dream about, not what we think about, not more of the possibilities out into the future. Mm -hmm. And um, 
Stephen Covey just, uh, 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 he wrote, he was writing, he had finished right before he died a book, but his daughter, his part of the book, his daughter hadn't finished her side of the book. Hmm. She finished it last year and, and they launched it. And uh, I forget the name of it right now. I just started it last week, but it specifically, uh, he's talking about your best years being out in front of you. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, uh, so, well, so I, I would, I, Danny, I would put a little bit of a caveat on that. It, I mean, yes, there are some older people that are cynical. There are also some older people that are have a healthy skepticism based on their experience and are cautionary for people that think, oh, we got this. So, you know, it's like when I started talking to real estate agents last year, about the four cycles I'd experienced in Austin in real estate. And the young ages went, doesn't matter. Well, they know it matters now. I wasn't trying to be cynical. It's just a real deal. Yeah. I mean, you've lived through, you know, four or five of these things, right? And you're in your So, I, I, you know, if it's just being cynical, that's sad. But I think there are some cautions there from people's experience. And hopefully they share that in a way that can be constructive. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 uh, yeah, and, and, and that is, and I was referring to people, I mean, sometimes the, um, my, my logic from personal experience, my logic from past experiences, mm -hmm. you know, I have to remember that I had some, I had some past experiences that, man, they run their course and they were hard. I had some right. that, that, that ended up doing fine. And, right. uh, you know, the uh, uh, when the Twin Towers came down, I had just launched my new company. I just bought out my partner. I was relaunching everything, and um, 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 I didn't have a choice, but, I mean, I needed to just go gangbusters and just, uh, mm -hmm. uh, and, and just kept pushing it, and you know, it was great. But, um, well, guys... Uh, A lot of it's just so much good stuff in here. Um, you know, you know, we get into the bullet points on the key points of the book. Um, uh, my paper book starts on 24, goes 25, 26, and 27, and then the introduction summary where she says, you know, about the few decades, it was just a few dec decades ago that scientists considered the brain to be fixed and hardwired the whole compensation of a thing instead of restoration mm -hmm. and bullet point of uh, number two, we can change the physical nature of our brain through our thinking and choosing. If we consciously direct our thinking, we can wire our toxic patterns of thinking, new network thought, uh, uh, thought networks, new thought networks grow. It all starts in the realm of the mind with our ability to think and choose which is the most powerful thing in the universe after God. The neuroplasticity by definition means our brain is malleable and adaptable. Scientists are finally beginning to see the brain as having newable characteristics. As Roman 12, two said, you pointed out mm -hmm. while Tom. Science is hovering on a precipice as we recognize the responsibility and impact of our thinking. 
And then neurogenesis is the birth of new baby nerve cells. Hmm. That's, that's really powerful. Yeah. Well, I want to, uh, when we stop right there, we'll pick up next week with uh, uh, part one, how to switch on the brain and mind controls matter. <laughs>